Which players or position groups at the Combine might pique the Steelers' interest? Is Justin Fields really a possibility for the black and gold? We'll talk to Ray Fittipaldo from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette for his insight. Does Mitch Keller's contract extension signal a shift for the Pirates' spending philosophy, and should court storming be banned from college sports after a player was injured this weekend? We'll discuss this and more hot topics in sports when we clear the bases later in the show. I'm Dave Herzing. I'm Bob Anderson. And I'm Dave Glass. Stay tuned as we discuss these topics and more as we go under review. Sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. On Connect FM, your only local news radio. Welcome to Under Review for Wednesday, February 28th. Before we delve into the sports world, I'd like to wish D a very happy birthday. Do you feel any older today? I, I you know what I, I do actually, sadly enough, but thank you very much. I also want to wish my twin brother D a, a happy 31st birthday. <laughs> very, very happy to be celebrating that with him. I know he's, he's listening down in Texas. So well, who is older? He's older by two minutes. Oh, and right. there you he go. Was, when we were younger, Bob, it was a true story. He would insist on having his cake given to him two minutes before me <laughs> because he was my older brother. You got to love sibling rivalry. Oh, yeah, it was great. Well, and I don't know Darren all that well, except when he's come into the studio. We've talked a few times, and I can see there's a little bit of com- competitiveness to him. So I, I, yes. I believe that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's a very competitive guy. So, you know, with birthdays, it's the old Indiana Jones thing, right? It's not the years, it's the mileage. That's right. right? All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the mileage is there. Believe me, it's there. But thank you for the well wishes. I really appreciate it. Oh, uh, well, absolutely. Well, for me, it feels like a birthday because uh, the NFL Combine kicks off tomorrow. And you guys know how much I love the draft. And, uh, you know, some people call it football in shorts, right? Or uh, uh, Mike Tomlin does. But it's still something that I get excited about. So do you guys tune in at all for this? You know what I'm going to say. If I don't watch the, if I'm not a draft, Nick, I'm really not into the combine. I've seen way too many, you know, the, the, the poster boy for me for over caring about the combine was when the Eagles took that Mike Mamula. Remember that? Cause he had the best combine in the history of the world, but couldn't actually play football. So it's a piece. I, I admit, look, if you, if you can't run a certain speed as a wide out, you probably can't make it, but You've got to, I think the tape matters more. I think the actual on-field stuff matters more. There's more of this I want to get into as we discuss. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big combine guy. I think it's actually amazing, though, what the NFL has done to to make all of this stuff appointment television for a lot of people. Uh, you know, people always say about the NFL, people watch it because of fantasy and because of betting. Well, there's not a lot of betting that goes on with a combine. It's just the interest is so rabid. The fan bases are so rabid and there's teams that are just this close and you know, people, you know, they have their draft boards and everything else. So it just ties it all in. It makes it a lot of fun for fans. But uh, to your, I know you love the draft, Bob. I love the NFL draft. I'm right there with you. I'm more, I'm more into the going of the draft and partying and seeing the fan bases get crazy, but the combines kind of a big no for me. Well, I appreciate you guys letting me amuse myself here in this segment, <laughs> but uh, I, I do enjoy it. I don't watch like all eight hours of it every day. I just kind of fast forward through parts and I enjoy listening to Daniel Jeremiah talking about the prospects. But, uh, you know, it, it, one of the disappointments for me this year is that some of the big guns aren't going to be there participating. Caleb Williams isn't going to throw. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. isn't going to participate. Some others, too. So that's a bit of a disappointment. But uh, I, I like watching the, the 40, and I had a question for you guys. Do you think you could run a sub? Whatever the answer is, no. <laughs> <laughs> could you run a sub 640? 
sub six. Yeah. Uh, you know, last year burned me. I'm going to probably say no. You're going to say yes. <laughs> I, I could run a sub 640. There's, I, I can, I'm more confident about running a sub 640 than I was kicking that field goal. I, I, I could run a sub six. I don't know. I haven't yes. run a 40 in so long. I have no, I have no frame of reference. Well, of course I was going to ask if you could run a, run a sub five, but I, I did some research on that and they said, no. unless you're a really you know, unless you're an NFL athlete, you are not going to run under five. No, five is a different, I mean, <laughs> at that, at that length, I mean, that one second is, is just huge. Yeah. But I mean, there's no way I could run a five, maybe in high school, I could run under a five. I was pretty fast back then, 18 in the 1800s, but, uh, <laughs> the, the six, yeah, I, I could, I could get that. When they say it's all about the start. What yeah. about you? I, I think I could do under six. I think I, I think so. Well, I don't know. I've you're never felt. done it before. You, ought to, you know, you look like yeah. a runner. See, I, I'm, I'm built more like a dwarf. You know, better very fast over very short distances. Well, you know? D looks like a, he'd be a good. Oh yeah, sprinter. you both are gazelles. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, I could still move. I mean, but you know, and here's the thing: those guys train for that too. To yeah. to, to do it just cold. I mean, but if you tried and, and actually tried to do it for a month and and just worked on your start and worked on your form and. You'd get it. I mean, I, I, at least I think I would. I'm, I, and I'm not trying to brag. That's no feat or anything like that. I mean, well, I guess we'll have to go find out. Well, look at the biggest linemen in the draft are running under six. So yeah, you would yeah, think. but they're all freaks in nature. They're the you know elite of the elite of the 300 pound guys in the right. country. But yeah. um, two things I want to say. Number one, no, I'm not into the combine, but I don't want anybody to get the wrong impression. People should like what they like. What I One of the things I really hate about the internet is everybody goes out there and they say, well, I don't like this. Therefore, it's not okay for you or you or you to like this. I, and they try to impose their will on everybody else. Bob, if it's, if it's what makes you happy to watch the combine for two days, by goodness, just go do it and, and enjoy yourself. And I'm, I'm, and I'm not being smart. I'm serious. Yeah. You should do that. I watch curling. My friend Garrett, we watch curling. I'm going to talk about curling later. A lot of people think it's the most boring thing in the world. We love it. You know what? That's fine. And whatever, you know, even though I pick on him about the WWE, he likes his WWE. There's yes, nothing that, wrong with that. That's right. And, and honestly, that's a great segue. I was literally going to say the same thing. Like, I, 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 it's funny. You're not in the studio here, people who are listening. But when Bob talks about the draft and when Bob talks about golf, too, and his wife, Summer, he lights <laughs> up. Like, his body language changes. Ooh. And I know, like, he, he gets, he, he really enjoys this topic. Um, but again, it's all in what you like. I mean, hey, I have friends who tell me they would rather gouge their eyes out than watch NBA games. And I absolutely obsess over the NBA. So it's all in what you like. Well, the strengths of this draft this year seem to be at quarterback. Uh, the offensive line is a strength. Receiver, which seems like every year is a strength, and cornerback. So how does that sound for the Steelers? Well, they're not going to take a quarterback, at least probably not in the first three rounds. So I don't know. They could use alignment. I mean, I, I, it kind of seems like maybe they're going to take a center. I mean, they re I wanted to talk about this. Yeah. They released their starting center. Yeah, so. they, they well, it'll be cold. interesting to see. Are they going to go the free agent route? Or are they going to go the uh, the draft route? I because I, that's one position that I've looked at here in the draft because I really like that Jackson Powers Johnson. However, some are saying maybe he'll be gone before the Steelers pick at 20. There's no guarantee they get no. him, so you can't put all your eggs in one basket no, definitely there. definitely not. I mean, and, and it's pretty rare to see a first-round center. I mean, when you think mm -hmm. about it, it happens. I'm Bouncy. not saying it doesn't happen, yeah. but it's that it's that's really that's an exceptional center because well, the rams need one and they pick at 19 you so, never know you know um, maybe and miami picks at 21 right after the steelers well there's there's three center needy teams there who moves up to to get their guy well and if you and if 
if you can't get a center, maybe you go get another tackle. Look, I, you know, I think there's a lot of potential for Jones, but the, you know, they were bad at the other tackle. So and there's a lot of good tackles. I in mean, this draft. maybe they get another tackle. Maybe they, they'd certainly need another corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we got one. There's we, good ones. We, yeah. we, we have one corner kind of locked down now, and that's great. But they've got a mess on the other side. So. Yeah, I, I never have a problem with Steelers picking linemen because it's a safe bet for the most part. I mean, you, you kind. They're not they're not easy to evaluate, but there's only so many elite ones. There's so many hit or miss skill positions as opposed to lineman positions. It just seems that way to me in the draft. And again, it's not a sexy pick, but it, you know, it, and it all depends on what they're what type of offense they're going to run next year. If they if if they get Wilson, if they get Fields, I mean, if if they decide Pickett's their guy, you just you know they're going to have to build around that. I, again, we could talk about that with Ray Fittipaldo here, but my thought is just to be safe, I'd pick because at twenty you're not going to get this super high pedigree cornerback. At least I don't think. Well, in this draft you might. There are some good ones there, and I was a little nervous about last year taking a corner because the Steelers have not evaluated corners very well. They got him in the second round. Let's yeah. remember, it's not That's like right. you know. Yeah, so. Joey Porter Jr. But fell. but the other thing, and, and the more the NBA, the, yeah, the NBA. Now I'm sounding like you. The more the NFL becomes a pass, pass, pass league, these coordinators are always going to find and, and attack your weakest corner, right? They 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 make, play these matchups. So it's so important to have corner depth. I mean, we watched what happened with with Wallace all year. Wherever he was, they would tend to throw at him. So you need to make sure you've got at least some depth there you're going to have injuries if you don't have four or five good corners i think you got a problem in today's nfl well if you look at daniel jeremiah's mock 2.0 this was released last week just a couple things that stood out to me um he has four quarterbacks going in the top eight this year and of the first 10 picks they're all offense so this is a offensive heavy draft um, and then you go down the list here. He finally has the Steelers taken at number 20, Troy Fotana, a, a tackle from Washington, who to me, I mean, from what I've read, he's he's really good at, he was good in ta- at tackle in college, but the problem is he might be a little bit small and they could kick him inside. But there are a lot of good tackles, a lot of good offensive linemen here, but I do like some corners too. And these are guys that I'm going to keep an eye on during the uh, process this week. Um, Cooper DeGene, he's not going to participate. Keep that guy's name in mind as you watch this week. He uh, is an Iowa cornerback, but he he had some injury problems. So that could actually help the Steelers. He might drop a little bit. And then a kid from uh, Toledo, Quinion Mitchell, who is, um, he's not from the Power Five, which kind of gives me pause, but he's another name to watch. Well, if I was one of these top elite guys, you know, scheduled to go in the top 10 or 15, I wouldn't show up and, and work out for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think it's all downside because if you, if you, if you've got the tape and you're considered a top 10 guy on tape, let, let that ride. Number two. And I wanted to hit on this a little bit in the segment, that new, new test that replaced the Wonderlick. I mean, that has become very, very controversial because, you know, there was a, you know, that, that's supposed to be uh, confidential and they 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 leaked Stroud's result last year. Was Nobody it, knows where that came what, from. What 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 did the results say? That he that? was like in in the 18th percentile. Oh wow! You know, and so well, that throws that test out the well, window. Well, but a lot of a lot and I, there was a whole article about this I read, and a lot of the execs around the league said, "Listen, it, he might not have taken it seriously. It might have been at the end of the day, you know." But and but you, a lot of people were like, "Well, forget about that." I mean, obviously it was wrong because it 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 it, it isn't. It's not your IQ. It, it tests your mental processing how quickly you can see things hmm. well 
what what better test is there than film when you're talking about that? I mean, <laughs> that's it's funny. They were talking about that the other day. Um, it, it was on uh, Dan Patrick. He had some guest on from NFL Radio, and he was to that point. The guy for NFL Radio literally said the exact same thing you just said, Dave. You have game film, hours and hours of game film. If you're playing in a Power Five, you're playing against the best players in the country. What is this test going to measure that you can't determine from watching? These guys are supposed to be the best scouts and the best talent evaluators. It's all right out there for you to see. Which is why if I was a quarterback, unless I was a really low-level quarterback trying to raise up, if I was a top quarterback, I would never touch that thing. No, not because there's no years. upside. There's no, none. Well, no. it's all we care about is the forty year guys. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, when we return, we're going to get Ray Fittipaldo's take on the combine and uh, talk about a couple of the prospects. Stay with us on Under Review, sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. If you're tired of the fake news and tired of all the left-wing BS and agendas out there, if you want to do your right part to clean out the swamps and hit the lefties where it hurts, their pocketbook, we all know the president and his cronies hired thousands more IRS employees and agents. Now that's not very American. There's a way to fight back. Fellow conservatives out there, call American Tax Relief. They can help you pay less to the IRS. Don't you give a penny more to spend to the left-wing agendas. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes or haven't filed your taxes in years, call my friends at American Tax Relief. They'll give you a 100% free introduction to their program. And trust me, they're on the right side of your freedom. Pay the IRS less. Call now. 800-947-2132. 800-947-2132. That's 800-947-2132. Paid for by the tax doctor. As a nation, we spend almost twice as much per capita on health care as do the people of any other country. $13,000 for every man, woman, and child. There's so much at stake. And one of the reasons is the high cost of prescription drugs in our country. Stay close to the news. 96.7 and 99.7 FM and 14.20 AM on Alexa, on your smartphone, and on your computer at connectradio.fm. Hi, I'm Diana. As a veteran, I know that for many servicemen and women, the battle doesn't always end when they come home because I too struggle with the invisible wounds of service. Thankfully, I found American Humane's Pups or Patriots program, which brought Sam into my life. Before being paired with Sam, I didn't get out of bed for most days. Pups or Patriots and Sam literally changed my life. Now I'm able to go to the store without having a panic attack. I'm finally able to live my life the way I want to live it. Pups for Patriots provides trained service dogs to veterans like me at no cost. If you're a veteran or know a veteran struggling with post-traumatic stress or traumatic brain injury, please go to AmericanHumane.org to learn about their Pups for Patriots service dog program. Let's give our veterans a fighting chance. A message from American Humane. Now, let's go back to Under Review on Connect FM. Here again, Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. Welcome back to Under Review. We're pleased to be joined by one of our favorite guests, Ray Fittipaldo, who covers the Steelers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, is on the line and driving around Indianapolis. Ray, how's it going? 
Good, guys. How are you tonight? Oh, we're great, and we appreciate you taking the time there. We know it's a busy week for you. I know I'm a big fan of the NFL Combine. These guys, maybe not so much. I'm trying to talk them into it, but uh, does the NFL Combine still matter, Ray? Because I know some of the big guns are not participating, and even some of the coaches won't be there. Yeah, I, I think you know the, the Combine was created so they could get medical information on all of these prospects, and it kind of blossomed into um, you know what it is today with the testing and the interviews and everything else. So I would say... The medicals are still very important, and I think the head coaches and the GMs really value the interviews as well. Now, they could do interviews at the Senior Bowl. Um, they could do interviews at Pro Days, and they could also do interviews on Top, thir- top 30 Visits, uh, which will take place um, in late March and early April. But this is yet another opportunity to uh, you know get a chance to know these guys. So, yeah, the testing is important. Everyone wants to see these guys run, but... They got enough tape on these guys that I think, um, you know, there's still enough um, there's still enough value in this event that the NFL is going to continue to do it. Well, we were talking a little bit about a couple players to watch, and for me, I'm going to be watching that center position. I'm a big fan of Jackson Powers Johnson. I know there was a lot of buzz about him after the Senior Bowl, but a couple other names: Zach Frazier at the center position, and then Graham Barton catch my eye too. Since they released Mason Cole, I really have to question, are they going to try for a center in free agency, or do you think they'll wait till the draft? No, I think there's a decent chance they could try to sign a center in free agency, but you also have to remember that James Daniels, their right guard, played center for the Bears when, when he was drafted there. Nate Herbig played center for both the Eagles and the Jets a little bit when he was there. He's their top reserve interior offensive lineman, so... I don't think they're really, you know, uh, you know, uh, boxed into a corner where they have to sign a guy in free agency. I think they'll explore that, but I think this is a perfect year to, to, you know, to get one in the draft. You know, the three you mentioned are obviously the top three. I think all those guys will be first or second round picks, and then you have other guys like um, Georgia's uh, Cedric Van Praan is probably a second or a third round pick, and there's some. There's some other depth guys in this class as well. So I think all eyes are on Jackson Powers Johnson and Zach Frazier and some of the top guys. But this is actually a pretty decent class overall if you want to wait till maybe the you know the second or the third round as well. Wanted to talk to you a little bit about the uh, S2 cognitive test. I mean, obviously, I think you, you, you know about the C.J. Stroud situation. And, you know, I, I saw an article this week that a lot of execs were kind of you know, kind of pushing down on that a little bit because, you know, they, they said he might not have taken it seriously and, you know, they're not sure it has the value. What What do you think? Do you think those kind of cognitive evaluations have any value or not? Yeah, I mean, obviously the, the NFL thinks they have value because they continue to, um, you know, administer those tests. You know, the Stroud thing came from his agency. Um, everyone who was represented by that agency this year is not taking the test, so they're – you know, they're putting up a little bit of a stand. But, I, you know, I think for quarterbacks, obviously it's really important. Um, uh, you know, obviously there are exceptions to the rule, like Stroud. Who knows what he did last year? Did he tank the test on purpose? You know, n- nobody really knows, um, you know, what went down there. But I think for quarterbacks, probably inside linebackers, all those positions where you have to set the offense or set the defense, I think um, they want to know about your ability to quickly process they want to know your intelligence level, and I think those tests 
um, you know, can help in that regard. Obviously, some of them have flaws, but um, I think as long as the combine is going on, those tests are, are you know, going to continue uh, to be a part of that process. Switching a little bit away from the combine, but sticking with Steelers, uh, you know, what what are you hearing about the this, the quarterback situation? Obviously, that's what everybody up up here in Central PA is talking about. I mean, we know we know Pickett's coming back and and all that, but yep. is there still a chance that Rudolph gets retained? Is there a trade in the works? You, what are you hearing? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Rudolph will explore his options in free agency. Um, had a really good stretch at the end of the year, I think. Um, you know, he didn't find any good offers in free agency last year, so I think he's going to want to take a look at it this year. Um, but I do think there's a good chance, um, you know, that he, he could come back. The Steelers want him to come back. But if it's not Mason Rudolph, I think, you know, people are con- uh, connecting the dots. And, you know, Ryan Tannehill and his background with Arthur Smith in Tennessee, that's another possibility as a backup. I think it's valuable to have somebody like him who knows Smith, who knows that offense, who could help Kenny Pickett. So whether it's Mason Rudolph or Ryan Tannehill as the number two, I, I think either of those guys um, you know, would be fine in that role. Um, have you heard anything about the Cam Hayward uh, contract situation? Do you think he ends up finishing his career with the Steelers? I mean, is there any developments on that? I'm sorry, did you say Cam Hayward? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Cam has a $22 million cap hit, $16 million in salary, and you know, he was on IR for six weeks last year, and that's a big number for a guy who's 35 coming off a, you know, a, a, a bad injury season. So I think they'll work to get that number down a little bit. Um, if you guys remember, um, they did something similar with Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, he had a huge cap hit, over $40 million. They got that down to about $26 million, and he, uh, you know, he took, I think, a $5 million pay cut. So I don't know what it's going to look like with – um, you know, with Cam Hayward, obviously it's a, you know, it's a much smaller contract. But I, I think they want, um, they want Cam to finish his career here. And knowing Cam and his ties to Pittsburgh, his family being from here, I think he wants that as well. So I think it's going to happen. I just don't know exactly what the contract is going to look like. We're talking to Ray Fittipaldo is out in Indianapolis covering the NFL Combine for the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Um, Ray, this. The salary cap went up by $30 million per team. Do you think the Steelers will go after any big-ticket free agents? You know, I think in the end they're going to probably have 25 to $30 million in cap space to play with. Um, you know, that's enough money to make a splash move if they want to do that. But, you know, their tendency is usually to fill in the holes with some low- to mid, mid-tier guys. Like, hey, last year was a perfect example. Uh, Cole Holcomb and the Landon Roberts in free agency. Neither of those guys were big ticket guys, but they were both really good players. Um, Roberts for the entire season, and then you know Holcomb, of course, until he got injured. So that's kind of the direction they go. I wouldn't expect that to change very much um, this season. And like I said, you know, once they make some other moves, I think Allen Robinson is going to come off the books. Um, he's a ten million dollar cap. A couple other guys like that. They'll have. Plenty of money to uh, spread around once free agency gets here in a few weeks. Yeah, so for me, the question is, if if they go offensive um, offensive line in the first round, I feel like they have so many holes though on defense that I don't know that they'll be able to address them all, obviously, in the draft. But you wrote a piece today about the off-ball linebackers, I believe. Tell us a little bit about that. 
Yeah, not a great group uh, of inside linebackers, kind of you know similar to last year. Um, it's really a hard position for the NFL to to wrap its arms around now. You know, you have to be able to cover. You got to be good in the run game. Still, it's just a really difficult position, um, both to scout and obviously to play. So there's a few guys. You know, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. is a familiar name to, to people who know the NFL. His dad played for the Eagles. Um, Peyton Wilson from North Carolina State. Edron Cooper from Texas A&M. There's about three or four guys who I think can be, you know, late first or second round picks. But after that, there's really a pretty steep drop off. Obviously, some guys will be mid round picks, but it's not a great or deep class um, for the off ball linebackers this year. All right, one more for you, Ray, because we know you're busy out there, but uh, give us a couple of names that you're interested in watching over the next few days. Yeah, I mean, the t- uh, testing tomorrow, inside linebackers and uh, defensive ends, uh, edge rushers, Darius Robinson from Missouri, um, projected as a second, maybe a late first-round pick. Um, he could play five technique like Cam Hayward. They have to um, find a replacement for Cam eventually. And I don't know if he's going to make it to the middle of the second round, but his stock keeps rising. So that's a name to keep an eye on tomorrow. There's others as well. Quinion Mitchell, um, I think, is going to work out on Friday or Saturday. He's a cornerback out of Toledo. Um, So there's a couple of names for you. I I think if they're going to go defense in the first round, it's probably going to be defensive line or cornerback. I think those are the two positions to watch there. Yeah, and there's some good cornerbacks from what I'm reading. Cooper DeGene and Nate Wiggins are a couple names to watch too. Yep. All right, Ray, hey, thanks so much. We always appreciate having you on and uh, have a good time out there in Indianapolis. All right, you guys have a good night. Appreciate it. All right, when we return, we'll clear the bases. Stay with us on Under Review, sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. Each weekday morning in February, listen to Your Morning Connection from 7 to 9. Listen for your cue to call in a chance to win Lucky Leprechaun, the new scratch-off game from the Pennsylvania Lottery, with 10 top prizes of $100,000. The Pennsylvania Lottery benefits older Pennsylvanians. You must be 18 years or older to play. Please play responsibly. Listen for your chance to win on 99.7 and 96.7 Connect FM. Hi, I'm Dave Kias, host of Barbecue Radio Nation, along with my co-host, barbecue expert Dan Hathaway. Every week we will be giving you the best tips on how you can grill and smoke your favorite meats, vegetables, and even desserts. Whether you're a beginner or a seasoned expert, our show is designed to help you become a better backyard barbecuer. So be sure and tune in every Saturday morning right here on Connect FM 99.7 and 96.7 and online at connectradio.fm. Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on Connect FM. Shop local, buy local, save Hi, I'm Jenny, the manager over at your Big Deals online store. Did you know that when you shop locally, 83 cents of that dollar stays in town? Local businesses are the lifeblood of our community, and that's why you should shop your Big Deals online store. Dozens of gift certificates to local businesses, all in one convenient place. Shop local from the convenience of your home or smartphone. Visit DuboisBigDeals.com. Here's your Connect FM Tri-County forecast. A wind advisory continues until 7 a.m. tomorrow. Chance for mixed precipitation becoming all snow tonight. Otherwise, cloudy skies expected. Lows dip down to about 22. Westerly winds 20 to 25 miles per hour. About an inch of snow tonight. Currently, it's 37 degrees. That's your Tri-County forecast 
throughout the hour, throughout your busy day on Connect FM. Now, let's go back to Under Review on Connect FM. Here again, Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. Welcome back to Under Review. I have to say this, guys. One of the things that I love about this show is that the conversation keeps going even into the break. And I almost have to give you the old shush to get you ready to come back to air. But uh, I do love the chemistry here. But uh, last week's debut of Clear the Bases was so much fun for me. I decided to bring it back, and I thought I'd get you guys in trouble here. Being back is the best. That's right. back. Well, and the controversy. I mean... You got, we got to throw in some controversy oh, here. Oh, boy. But That's no, just what I need. <laughs> yeah, no, you guys did a great job. So let's uh, let's start it off here with uh, just a couple quick ones here. You know I love the NHL. got to throw in an NHL question. The trade day deadline is nine days away, and um, the this Penguins are all of a sudden responding. They've, they've won three games in a row here. Does that change your opinion on Jake Gensel and um, – where will he be on March 9th, a day after the trade deadline? Make your prediction. Number one, it does not change my opinion. In fact, as well as they're playing without him, it almost makes you wonder about that. But look, they're so far behind. Look, they've, they've been plucky. They've, they've showed a lot of resilience, a lot of heart. But they still were down 2 nothing. They still gave up another shorthanded goal. There's still a lot of really silly plays going on. I, Tristan, I know you guys didn't stay. I did stay up and watch it. I'm a night owl. I admit it. I stepped up and watched that game. Tristan Jari played out of his mind to, to give them a chance at that game. Um, they're not going to make it. And you've got to get – you can't let him walk, okay? You shouldn't be signing a 30-year-old who's not particularly big and muscular to a long-term deal. He – it's the right play. And where where's it going to end up? I'd say either Edmonton or Florida. Yeah, I, I, I've i said it, it, he, he gave – Dubas gave them time. Yes, they're winning. They've won three straight. He, he adds nothing to that team down the line. If they're not making the playoffs, which I don't think they are, get rid of them. Let them go to Edmonton. Let them go to Florida. To your point, I, all, the, all the analysts are saying Edmonton. Um, he'd be an incredible fit out there. I don't see why he wouldn't. I just, they got to get something for him. So I, I say he's gone. Well, I'm going to make a prediction on this one. I think he ends up in Vegas. Uh, they always find a way to get their guy. And Mark Stone is injured now, so they have some cap room, and they'll wow. probably need a winger there. Mark so. Stone, and I love Mark Stone, but he always seems like he's injured. Yeah. Uh, forgot the sound effects here. So let's throw in the, <laughs> the swoosh. Okay, let's try that again. All right, that's not working. One more try here. There, there it is. is. All right. All right. In an opinion piece written Friday in the Pittsburgh Tribune Review, Mark Madden, the super genius, advocated for listening to offers on Tristan Jari. He's having a great year. He's in the first year of his five-year deal that pays him five million, a little over five million a year. Several Stanley Cup contenders need a true number one goalie. If Jari can bring back a nice return, should the Penguins trade him? We're going to D this time. I've never been a fan of Jari. I say get rid of him. I haven't been a fan. of. It's well documented on this show, well documented for any you guys as well. I say get rid of him. He He's having a nice season this year. This is, to me, it's an anomaly. It's not the norm. Get get something out of him while you can and, and rebuild this team. They have such... I'm not nearly as down on Jari as D is, um, but 
they have so much goaltender depth and none of us like that contract. I mean, I, I just thought that was a little bit crazy. I, they probably felt like they had to do it, but all of a sudden, you know, Ned's good. They've got a couple guys in the minors. Um, if they don't trade him, they need to trade Ned. I mean, you got to trade a goalie. There's, yeah. Like you said, you hardly ever see this much goalie need amongst elite teams. You got to trade one of them. If, if somebody will take that contract and give you something half decent for it, he is actually higher ranked than you think, especially, and they mentioned this last night, and I, I and we went through the kind of list on the air. He may well start for Canada in the Olympics. Hmm. I mean, Canada's kind of down on goalies right now, but he, he might he might be their best. I mean, that's that's that means something. Well, I think he's a good goalie when he's healthy, and he's healthy this year, so... You know, um, they have hung him out to dry so much. His numbers do not reflect how well he's played, by the way. Yeah. Uh, But goalies can go any direction. They're so streaky. With representatives from all 32 teams meeting in Indianapolis this week for the combine, the rumor mill is going to be ratcheting up. Many expect Justin Fields to be traded soon. Adam Johns of the Athletic names the Falcons, Broncos, Raiders, Patriots, and Steelers as teams to keep an eye on as potential trade partners. Where will Justin Fields end up, Dave? Well, I, I'll say he won't be in Pittsburgh. It seems like nobody around the team seems to be thinking that's even a possibility, which is a shame. I think that would have been in a very intriguing move. Having said that, um, I can't predict what New England's going to do. I mean, you've got a whole new ball of wax up there, right? I, they could go any direction. They're clearly going to take a quarterback, whether they draft one or trade for one. I think Denver's not a bad fit i don't know if peyton wants you know a a quarterback like that or if he's looking for more of a pocket guy but um i'm gonna i'm gonna say denver because i think they're more in win now mode i don't think atlanta's quite there yet well there was something on twitter last night they it was a video of justin fields jumping around in his kitchen saying he's going home and he's from atlanta Mm. i don't know if that means anything or not i don't know whether somebody might have accidentally leaked something or maybe put it out there on purpose who knows but yeah Atlanta would be a really good fit for him well you know everything you see on Twitter is true yes absolutely but I do 100%. I do I I'm going with Atlanta too last week the Pirates signed Mitch Keller to a five-year 77 million dollar contract the deal is the latest in a series of moves moves that try to lock up the core of the rebuild do you see these signings as a philosophical shift for the Pirates and does it change your outlook on Bob Nutting at all D no not in any way at all. Um, they got good value for Keller. Uh, Keller decided to sign, which I, again, I forget who wrote this. It was in the Post Gazette, and then somebody commented, and I, and I was going to screenshot it and bring it in. But basically, the gist of it is, it's hard to to root for guys who are willing to sell off the best part of their years, knowing that they're going to be with a franchise like the Pirates. It, Keller's a good guy, but what does that say about him? And that's a different perspective. You know, you. Because he knows that this organization isn't going to spend money. I mean, they're still a you know bottom of the barrel franchise, one of the worst ownership groups of all time. It, it's a very frustrating thing. I was happy that they signed him, but you know we'll see. I, I don't think this is a, a paradigm shift in any way for that organization. I thought it was a fair deal um, for both sides. I think if he improves at all, it's it's good value for Pittsburgh, but it gives him stability. You know, that's that's life changing money. So good for him. I don't ever begrudge a player any decision when it comes to contracts short long picking a city picking a winner doesn't matter um it doesn't change what i think about nutting in fact I, and i know we've got to keep moving but 
there was a great article in The Athletic about the situation in Winnipeg, and their ownership talked the way I wish Bob Nutting talked. I mean, you can tell they really care about their city. I get no indication that Bob Nutting cares about anything except money. His money. Yeah. Duke basketball player Kyle Flipkowski sustained an injury following Wake Forest victory Saturday after thousands of fans stormed the court to celebrate. ESPN analyst and former Blue Devil Jay Billis proposed a severe punishment for fans who participate in these events. His idea? There is little you can do to keep the fans off the court, but once they are on, don't let them off. Just say you are all detained, he said, and give them citations. Would you support Billis's motion? Here's the thing, and I used to be a big court. I mean, I went to Penn State. I mean, I remember when we beat Indiana, everybody stormed the court, and when I, I forget who we beat, and they took the goalpost down. But I also remember, if you look at any videos of games from the 70s and early 80s, baseball games, when Henry Aaron hit the home run, there were people out there running, and he was scared that they were coming to, to hurt him, right? And, and it, to me, that took away from the moment. That was his moment, and all you see are these yahoos from the stands, okay? I know the fans always want to be a part of it, and I know that there's something spontaneous about storming the court. But if you took it away, in 20 years, our kids would look at the old video like, what the heck were they doing? What are the fans doing on the court? That does That's weird. I think if you got rid of it, we'd be better for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's a cool thing in college. It's the spontaneity of it. Um, a side note, Turkey Tom Calgren uh, has stormed a court many times at Penn State games. So I'd say give him a citation and lock him up. Right, Turkey, lock him up. But um, no, I, I don't think you can detain people. I mean, Abilis' solution isn't a solution at all. You, you, I mean, you just literally have to say, look, we're not doing this anymore. And if, and if you do, you, you're, you're going to have consequences. But if, if football is the one, I think, the player safety of all the – because those athletes are so big. I mean, if, if you're a fan and, and you, you know, if Bama beats Georgia and Bama loses and they're running off the field and you think you're going to get in the way of a Bama football player, you're going to get leveled. Basketball, those guys and girls, Caitlin Clark got bumped into as well. You know, they have to avoid – you know, and people were saying they flopped and stuff. Get lost with that. But no, I, I don't know if you ever do away with it. I, I kind of think it's cool, but I also think they should lock up Turkey Tom Calgary. So. Did you ever join him in a court storming? No, I actually have never been to a I, game I, where... I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah, I, You know, I've never been to a game where I've, I've actually been able to storm a court. Um, I've got on a football field in, in, in big games and stuff, but never the court, which is surprising. All right. Well, speaking of uh, you're right in your wheelhouse here, D, the NBA is in the midst of an offensive explosion. So far this season, the average number of points scored per game is 115.6. That's the highest since 1969-70. Two players eclipsed the 70-point mark back in January. Warriors coach Steve Kerr spoke out specifically blaming the rules that allow for a, quote, parade to the free throw line, end quote. Does the NBA have a scoring problem or is more offense good for the game? I think they have a scoring problem. Um, I I love old school NBA, and it's it obviously hasn't been that way in a very long time. The playoffs, they don't score like this. You know, it's just like the NHL. Everything's locked down. Stanley Cup playoffs, you have those tight games, you know, the one nothing games, the 2-1 games. The NBA is no different. You don't typically see blowouts in playoff games. Uh, it is fun for the fans, casual fans. You go, you want to see a superstar get 50, 60 
points. Iverson just came out and said he would average 43 points a game in today's NBA. I don't know if I buy that because nobody's really averaging that. I mean, the, the best scorers in the world right now aren't averaging that. But um, it is good for the game as far as drawing attention. But as far as the overall game, it isn't. I like it. I mean, maybe 115 is too much. But look, I remember the only time I paid any attention to the NBA was late 80s, early 90s when it became locked down and you'd have 85, 77 games and Bill Lame Beer was just, you know, bludgeoning everybody. This is much better than that. Yeah, it it's is. It's much better it, than that. It's just a different style of game. I mean, it, and, well, and what's happening too, it, because of what's happening in the United States versus Europe, European players are coming over here so much. Adam Silver just recently addressed this. The European style is much different than the American style of basketball. European basketball is much more disciplined, a lot more ball movement, whereas United States players, because of AAU tournaments and stuff, it's kind of a me attitude. So that also lends to the increased scoring for the superstars as well. All right. Well, uh, speaking of basketball, Iowa's Caitlin Clark is dominating women's college basketball and rewriting the record books. She broke the NCAA women's basketball scoring record on February 15th and is honing in on the most career points in Division I history for men and women. Yet, ESPN analyst Jay Williams said this, quote, I hear people talking about goats. For me, I'm like, okay, you want to be a goat? Fine. You got to win championships to be goats. Championships. That's how measure, we measure greatness overall, end quote. Do you agree with his take, Dave? Well, well, I'm going to hedge a little bit. I think a lot of people do. I think that that is, in the general populace, the first thing people look at. I also think it's completely and totally unfair because you can't control who your teammates are in most cases. And that is an ultimate team game. There. Yeah, I mean, look, it, she is amazing. And I do want to talk about this. Did you saw, see the shot she took? Unreal. That is so perfect yep. that she took that from like a 15 million miles away you know, and she even said that's you know where she wanted to do it from. She's she's so good for the game. I love women's basketball. I've been to more Penn State women's game than men's games. I think I think it's a it's a fun game to watch, and she is so good. I think you're going to see a real explosion in women's basketball, just like Crosby and Lemieux did for basketball and or, I mean hockey in Pittsburgh. You're going to see Caitlin Clark doing that for women's basketball throughout the country, and it's wonderful. Um, should would it be nice if she won a title? Yes. But I, that doesn't mean she is or isn't the best player. Yeah, I mean, it, look, she's as good as any women's basketball player that I've ever seen in my entire life. I never got to see Cheryl Miller play. Obviously, people said she was arguably the most dominant women's player, and you know, and, and Lisa Leslie and people like that. But uh, she's she's making women's basketball something of a priority to watch the ratings for when she's on go through the roof. Um, she's a seminal talent. She's someone that people are going to be talking about for the next you know, 50 years. It's very rare to see somebody with that type of form. Her shot is perfect. I mean, it is unbelievable to watch her shoot a basketball. I, I've actually, I feel bad. I've, I've never had the opportunity to see her play in person. I was hoping that at some point I'd be able to get to a Penn State game. It just hasn't worked out to watch her play. But uh, it's it's overall, it's good for the entire game of basketball. But she is just a joy to watch. All right, one more for you. We got to make this one quick, though. A jersey worn by Roberto Clemente during the 1960 World Series season for the Pirates is up for auction. Right now, it's a slow auction. It'll end on March 16th. The current bid is $31,906. That'd be a nice birthday present, D. Sure would. Do you have a treasured sports item? If not, is there something in particular that you would most want to own? Quickly over to you, D. 
That's a really good question. Um, my son is into memorabilia. Uh, he's got some really nice autographs from players he's met over the years. Um, I used when I was growing up, my treasured thing was a Barry Bonds autograph, um, but also a Willie Stargell autograph. Mm. I, I got to meet pops when I was a little boy. Um, but yeah, I don't really the the era of collectability when we were growing up. The you didn't have the opportunities to meet a lot of these guys, and there weren't these signings and different things like that. Um, but yeah, I don't. I think for me that would probably be really it i mean i have some other cool memorabilia and stuff but i've bought it yeah. i haven't been able to actually meet these guys yeah i'm not huge on memorabilia i'm trying to more downsize my life than clutter it up but i do have a mario lemieux signed puck oh, and nice. that is that is cool yeah you can't beat that all right so when we return we're going to close out the show with a little fun interview you won't want to miss stay with us on under review sponsored by napa auto parts Prime that, fulfillment centers, packages delivered to your door are all nice and people love the convenience of online shopping, but... It's best to go right to the store and shop local. Not only will you support the local economy, but you bring it home the same day. That makes local shops more sustainable and you get fresher, more unique products and produce. Plus, shopping is fun. Trying on clothing, smelling candles, meeting the owners and creators, and grabbing lunch and dinner to complete the experience. So support your neighbors, and let's get shopping at local businesses like Brady Street Florist on Brady Street at downtown Dubois. The Floor Show on Dubois Street. Two Birch Winery on Brady Street next to Merle Norman. Tony Kobaki Barbershop next to Joe's Tuck Shop. And Esther's Hair Haven next to Prawn Tox Beer Distributors. Sunny 106 and Connect FM. It's Brian Kilmeade. Thursday's issue of the Brian Kilmeade Show will be great. The aftermath of the Hunter Biden situation, the latest on both the president and former president going to the border. I'll discuss that with Kevin McCarthy for a complete hour, the former Speaker of the House. Brigadier General Anthony Tata, Brett Baer, and Mike Howell, director of the Oversight Project at the Heritage Foundation. Do not miss Thursday's edition of the Brian Kilmeade Show. Brian Kilmeade, weekday mornings at 9, 99.7 and 96.7. Connect FM. Here's your Connect FM Tri-County forecast. A wind advisory continues until 7 a.m. tomorrow. Chance for mixed precipitation becoming all snow tonight. Otherwise, cloudy skies expected. Lows dip down to about 22. Westerly winds 20 to 25 miles per hour. About an inch of snow tonight. Currently, it's 37 degrees. That's your Tri-County forecast throughout the hour, throughout your busy day on Connect FM. What's your call? This is Under Review on Connect FM. You can call Bob, Dave, and Dave at 814-372-1420. Join the chat on their Facebook page by searching Under Review Sports. Welcome back to Under Review. Let's go back to the phone line where we're going to find a first-time call-in guest. It's a real treat now to welcome to the show a guy who actually shares the same birthday as you, D. I didn't think you knew this. <laughs> oh, whoa. Hey, welcome to the show, uh, caller. Who do we have on the line? Um, yeah, do not adjust your radio <laughs> listeners. Um, this is actually the other version of Dave. 
Uh, Darren calling from the Lone Star State. Happy birthday, bro. Hey, happy birthday, D. What's going on? We hey, thought we'd surprise you. Oh, my goodness. Happy birthday. Not only with, oh uh, oh, Dad, with yeah, Darren, but we got yeah, the whole thing. Hey. Hey. Hanging out, you guys are doing a great job as always. Hey, uh, uh, what's happening in the studio is pretty awesome. Thank you, guys. <laughs> my my daughter Charlotte, my son Darren, uh, my wife Lindsay, and my dad. Our biggest fan, Dave Herzing, is here. You guys want to say hello? Yeah. Say hi. Hi. Oh. Hey, say hey guys. Yourself, what's happening? I'm Charlotte. I'm Grandpa. <laughs> and, it, and I'm his wife Lindsay. A familiar voice on Sunny One Six Radio, D. Yeah, there we go. We how's got, how's we got things the in Texas, D? That's Uncle Darren. What's that? How's things? Hold on, hold, just one second, D. You want to hear Uncle Darren? Yeah. Here, he's on. He's on the headphones. Here, say hi. Say hi, Uncle Darren. Hi, Uncle Darren. Oh, hey, sweet char baby. <laughs> We're in the radio station right now. <laughs> I love that. Do you think it's cool? Yeah. Hey, you're in the radio with three cool guys on the ra- really awesome radio show. That's the best. Hi, Uncle Darren. Hey, Darren. How are you, buddy? Good. Well, happy birthday to you, too, Darren. But I I actually uh, planned a little bit of a game here for us in this segment. So uh, you know what? We're going to play along. And Dave Herzing Sr., I got got to shake your hand. You're like our greatest fan here. So it's great to meet you in person. I need you all to grab a board here. We're going to put you to work here. I got markers in there, and then you can grab an eraser, which is a tissue. Okay. All right, so everybody grab those. You guys ever watch the match game? They were playing a game. I know the young guys haven't because they're so they're so young. Darren, you can play along too, okay? okay. So got it. Let me get the theme music here, and I'll explain the rules while we, while we do that. All right, so this is we're going to call this the match game. Lindsay, you're welcome to play, too. You'd probably enjoy this. Here's the markers. You guys need markers. All right, so um, the way the match game works is I'm going to ask some questions here, and everybody has to take their guess. Who is Who does this apply to more, Dave or Darren? Now, we got so many Daves in the studio. I'm talking about the birthday boys here, Dave or Darren. Now, Dave Sr., your job is to write your answer down. Nobody can see it. You are the official answer, though. If we match Dave Sr.'s answer, you get a point. You got to keep track of your points here, okay? You got the rules there, Darren? D, you got the rules, bud? I got them. All right. All right, good deal. All right, so here we go. Who is more likely to carry on a long conversation with a stranger, Dave or Darren? Write your answers down on the board. D, you got to play too. All right. All right, and we'll let Darren answer first since he's he's I in Texas. Well, wait, wait one second. But hang on one second, D. <laughs> Everybody's writing down their answers here. All right. So who is more likely to carry on a long conversation, Dave or Darren? All right, Darren, what do you got? Oh, it's. It's Dave. It's D. <laughs> All right, kids, what did you put? Darren. Darren? Oh, we got Charlotte said Darren, and uh, Darren said Dave. <laughs> I said me. I know myself. I could talk to a stump, so D's spot on with that. All right. So what is the correct answer here? Oh, Dave is the correct answer. All right, give yourselves a point there. Charlotte, All right, next one. Who is more likely to cry during a sad movie? <laughs> Who is more likely to cry during a sad movie here? Oh, jeez. I saw Daddy do 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> hey, give it away. Oh hey, well. All right. Hold don't give shot. Darren all the answers. Hey, don't want to give Uncle Darren all the answers. Yeah. All right, Darren, you're first. Um, I would say cry during a sad movie. I would probably say Dave again. Okay. <laughs> How about you kids? All right, we everybody's saying dad, daddy. Dave says me. Everybody's in agreement here. Hundred percent me. If you if you're hanging around with me at the end of it's a wonderful life, it's true embarrassment. So yeah, you don't want to see that. It, it's a hot mess express. All right, what's the answer? Oh, oh wow! Oh. That's an upset. Da that Dave, is an upset. Dave Senior put Darren. Dad picked you, D. All right. Okay, next one. Who is more likely to win Jeopardy? Dave or Darren? We'll see. This is actually a pretty easy one for me. Who's more? Or who's who's more full of useless knowledge? All right, Darren, what do you got? Um. Oh my goodness! It depends on the category. But <laughs> specific. I would say Dave. I mean, Dave Ooh. is very very knowledgeable about a lot of things. Okay. <laughs> How about you kids? We got Darren. Darren. I say you, D. You're you're the ultimate web sleuth too. So loyal sons know the web sleuth is real. All right, what do we got, Dave Senior? Darren, oh, it is. Yeah, All you right. won that one, D. All right, wonderful. All right, let's uh, let's switch it up here. Who is more likely to take the middle seat on a plane, Dave or Darren? Who's going to take the middle seat? <laughs> Oh, that's be the nice guy. Well, well, then, then, then I know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Darren, what do you say? I'll never take the middle seat. <laughs> Ever. All right, so you're going with Dave. Dave. All right, we got which which deed? Well, um, probably Darren. Darren. Okay, Darren, Darren. I, it's me. I've been on flights with my brother. He will fight to the death to not sit in that. And I hate the middle seat, but D will never sit in that middle seat. I think he'll pay extra to sit in first class to avoid the middle seat. So I say 100% me, I'm taking it. All right. Yeah. Dave Sr. agrees. So that's a point there too. All right. Who is more likely to be the first one out on the dance floor? Dave or Darren? Uh, well, is alcohol involved? That's, that's the big question. Uh, I'll, I'll say, I'll, not me. <laughs> I would, I would say me. Okay. That's what Dave says too. Darren, what How do about... you say, buddy? Who, Uncle Darren or me? Uncle Darren? Me, oh, me. All right. Okay. I say D I'm not much of a dancer. I'm more of a karaoke guy, guy incognito rules. So yeah, uh, it's definitely my brother. All right. What do you say, Dave senior? Oh, Darren yeah. it is. All right. All right, let's do one more. How about it? All right. Who is more likely to become a professional wrestler? <laughs> oh, oh get all gassed. That's right. Lonnie knows. Lonnie knows D and I missed our career. Yeah. Um, actually, can I put... I, I know what I'm doing. All right. All right. All right. Darren, what do you think? Um, I would probably, in this case, I would probably say me um, because... Well, no, I'd just say me. Okay. Darren says himself. Okay, Darren agrees. The, the, uh, Kids Charlotte are picking agrees. you, D. I say, I say D, but if we were going to be professional wrestlers, uh, Lenny Anderson has said for years we would be like the uh, uh, B. Brian Blair and jumping Br Jim Brunzel, the killer bees. So I, I'd be B. Brian Blair if I was, but I picked D. All right, Dave Sr., what do you got? Oh, Darren it is. All right, did you guys keep track of your points? He yep. did. He did. He All right, did. What do you, how many? Four. Four for Darren. Charlotte Charlotte has two. two. Okay. Yeah, I think I have three. All right. What did you get, Darren? Do you know? 
D, what'd you get for points? Did you have, oh, I think you might um, have three. Four. Oh, you had four. Oh, All right, we got a tie then. <laughs> Between the Darrens. The Darrens tied. That's right. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is confusing. Darrens, Daves, all, all kinds of them. Well, and yeah. I, I got to bring this up with all of you here. You know this is true, but my, my two boys are David and Darren and spelled the same exact way, which is That's not the usual Darren spelling. So it, it is such a weird thing. And obviously we didn't know each other when that happened. So no. it, it's, it's so great. I remember meeting Dave and we were talking about it and I was like, what the hell is he talking about? And then I, I was like, holy crap, which is pretty neat. So. Well, I got a question for Dave Sr. here, so you can step up to the mic. And our, our hey, super Darren. fan. How you doing, buddy? Hey, what's up, Dad? Love you. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, no problem. I, I Get it out of your system here. You don't well, get this very often. That's my other problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now you can. Who gave you more gray hairs? Uh, <laughs> probably Darren, and he'll admit to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that right, it's Darren? Me. Yep, that's 100% He's me. not there. Dave was, Dave was a better kid. Oh, no, no, no. He, he agreed with you. He said he that's said okay. it was him. Yep, he can't hear you there, Darren. But, uh, oh, that's all right. Hey, we wish yeah. you guys a very special birthday. Darren, we thank you for taking some time out of your day down there in thank Dallas. Thank you, Bob. And, thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. A special thanks to Lindsay for, for absolutely. making this happen. Yeah, absolutely. This thank you, sweetheart. I love you. Dee, thank you so much for calling from Texas. And, guys, honestly – one of my favorite things in the week, there's so many things to look forward to, but this is one of them. I absolutely love coming in here. You guys are the absolute best. <laughs> I love the show that we put on. I hope everybody listening enjoys the show that we put on as well because we really try hard to bring a, a really good sports talk radio show to Dubois. All right, Darren. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling in. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, guys. Okay. Enjoy your birthday. Do you have a favorite birthday memory, Dave? Um, put you uh, on the spot that's here. A, that's a really good question. Um, you know what? My wife actually planned a surprise. I guess it was not a surprise. It was because I blew the surprise. It was a 40th birthday party. Uh, we had, she had rented out the entire Hitchin post. Almost everybody I ever knew that really mattered to me was there. Uh, I drank way too much. Um, I actually ended up falling asleep in my bed with chicken wings. Uh, so that was another story, but, uh, all in all, that was a really wonderful, that was a really wonderful memory that Lindsay put on. Uh, I'm just so fortunate to have so many family and friends that care about me. So thanks a lot. Well, we were glad to, that everybody could come in. What a great segment for Dave. And I think we did catch him by surprise. So that's always good. Hey, it's time to, time to get lost here. And um, I'm going to go first. Did you guys see the story about surge pricing at Wendy's? Yes, we did. Oh, All right. Ridiculous. Yes. Hashtag get lost to surge pricing at Wendy's. That's ridiculous. What yeah, do we got? Horrible. Hashtag get lost to... Um, oh. Go ahead, Dave. I just lost my train of thought. Go ahead. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm going to say a hashtag get lost to it going down 40 degrees in one day. That was crazy. I woke up to 60, and it's, yeah. it's going to be 20 here pretty soon. And oh, that wind. Hashtag get lost me having to go to Erie after this on my birthday. Hashtag uh, get lost to driving up to beautiful Erie, Pennsylvania. And do, you get, do you kids have any get lost? Anything on your mind? Now's the time to vent. Get lost, homework. <laughs> ah, there you go. Uh, 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 Get lost, St. Louis Cardinals. There you go. There go. Dave will agree with that one. Yeah, Bob Nutt. Yeah, yeah, Dave Sr. says Bob Nutt. Yeah, and St. Mary's. We've <laughs> used that one way too many times. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for this week's show. For Dave Glass and the whole Herzing crew, I'm Bob Anderson. We'll see you next week as we go under review on Connect FM. 
Derek.